It's April in the nation's capital. We just concluded the Easter season, the cherry blossoms bloomed, and the area is shaking the last vestiges of winter as we move into a new season. With a new administration, this also means it's the start of the budget season. As the Biden administration just notified the Congress of its top level plans for the federal budget for fiscal year 2022, which starts October 1st, 2021. This is an annual ritual given Congress's power of the purse, which I covered in an earlier perspective, in that a president proposes the budget and the Congress disposes or acts on that budget. President Biden has requested $1.5 trillion in discretionary spending for the upcoming fiscal year, a number that is slightly higher than the last year of the Trump administration. This year, however, the backdrop is very different. First, we have the extraordinary levels of spending that has already occurred due to the COVID-19 pandemic, with over six major pieces of legislation having passed since last March 2020. The spending flowing from those provisions could reach $6 trillion, an amount almost four times the annual discretionary budget. To put this number in perspective, the COVID packages passed in the last year, which were needed, have authorized spending totals that would typically cover four entire years. President Biden has also indicated that he will be submitting a plan called the American Jobs Plan that is focused on rebuilding our country's infrastructure, including things such as roads, bridges, highways, schools, airports, and much more. This package is estimated to cost $2.3 trillion over 10 years. So this is additional spending over and above the annual discretionary levels. And the mandatory spending part of the federal budget that covers the entitlements like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and over other mandatory benefits is over $3 trillion annually and does not go through the annual appropriation process. This is why some call it being on autopilot. Keep in mind the recently released President Biden's request called the skinny budget does not include this mandatory spending. Therefore, at the levels I've just described, clearly the outgo of the federal budget exceeds the income. This is rightfully fueling growing concerns about the federal budget annual deficits and the total debt. The Congressional Budget Office has indicated that deficits are exploding as the total federal debt is about $28 trillion, which is $5 trillion higher than a year earlier. Not surprising, given the amounts spent on COVID-19 relief. The annual interest on the debt is over $378 billion, which is paying for the privilege of borrowing someone else's money. So in addition to the debates that will occur on the fiscal 22 requests and the infrastructure package, the debt ceiling will have to be increased this year. Given the fact this is always a hot topic, we will almost certainly see major debates over the best way to deal with the deficits this year. With that framework in mind, let's go back to the annual budget request. Again, it's been called the skinny budget as the Office of Management and Budget only provided the top level spending targets for each of the departments and agencies 
and not the typical detailed internal spending plans that we hope are going to come to the Congress by Memorial Day. The totals on the domestic side are $770 billion, with priorities for health care, education, affordable housing, climate change, veterans, and the environment. All priorities that President Biden emphasized in the campaign. The domestic budget request is up about 15% over the final Trump levels. For national security, which is called Function 050, the total request is $753 billion. This includes the Department of Defense and the nuclear weapons programs of the Department of Energy. This total is a couple percentage points higher than the last Trump budget. For the DOD base budget, which is called Budget Function 051, the request is $715 billion, which is up about $11 billion over the FY21 actual spending. Similar to the domestic side, we don't have the internal budget details yet, nor the traditional five-year spending plan, and both are essential to being able to do solid analytical insights as to the administration's approach to national security. But we can again say the high-level themes for DOD are consistent with Biden's campaign promises to deter China, strengthen the Navy, invest in cutting-edge high technology, modernize the nuclear deterrent, emphasize climate resilience and energy efficiency, and ensure support for military families. And with all presidential budget submissions over the years, there are supporters and detractors, and no initial presidential budget request ever survives contact with the Congress. This is just the beginning of a very lengthy process of hearings, analysis, and committee and floor debates that will stretch well into the fall and winter before it's finalized. Given the typical late start of the budget in a presidential transition year, we will almost certainly start the next fiscal year with a continuing resolution once again. So while this is the spring and budget season, we won't be able to provide the conclusive details until we hit the Thanksgiving season and head into the winter holidays. Thank you for listening.